that's a powerful passage that I wanted to talk on, but I think in lieu of a current situation in our church, we need to talk about St. John Vianney or Vianney and let his role in the communion of saints be one that we invoke. Um, St. John Vianney is the patron saint of priests, mainly parish priests, but really for all priests. And I think it's important because the essence of the priesthood is what is so misunderstood. I get letters all the time that Jesus is the only priest. Jesus is the high priest, but he established the priesthood to continue his ministry. Now the essence, this also goes all the way back to the old covenant. The essence of the old covenant is where priests did what? What was the role of a priest? To offer sacrifice. Now, back then, it was with the blood of animals. Why did they do it? Why did they offer sacrifice? In expiation for sin. Because remember, the penalty for sin is death. And so you had to shed blood in atonement. Now, today, the priesthood that has been handed on by Christ has two functions. And most Catholics don't even know this. The first the, the first function of the priest, bar none, is the sacraments. The priest is to bring the sacraments to the people. The priest is to put the sacraments ahead of everything, even his own life. This is where it tore at my heart when we couldn't even go to anoint sick people at nursing homes. My goodness. If we can't even take the sacraments to the people, if I can't even bring people communion and, and, and anointing, and literally I felt bad because here I am arguing with the people over at the nursing homes trying to get in. And I'm not allowed. Well, it's getting better now, praise be to God, but this is how it was. We got to keep praying. And the second is to bring people, the sheep, to eternal life. Now, they do that through teaching, healing, preaching, prayer, reconciliation, but also admonishing, telling us where we need to get back on the right path. A priest that only tells you what you want to hear isn't doing his job as a priest. He has to express God's road to follow to heaven. So priests have received a power given and delegated to them by Christ that even the angels don't have. This is amazing. Even the archangels don't have. A great example, St. Faustina. In the diary of St. Faustina, a seraphim angel appeared to her to bring her Holy Communion, and she asked the angel to hear her confession. This is St. Faustina. And an angel, the highest of the angels, a seraphim angel, the top of the choirs of angels. And she asks him to hear her confession. And he says, no angel in the universe has that power. Only a priest. This is amazing. Yet we don't understand or respect the priesthood anymore. And a lot of that's because of the stupidity of us priests. But even though we are stupid and do dumb things, it doesn't take away from the importance of the office of the priesthood. This is why we need John VNA today to pray for priests. And for your prayers for me, I am so grateful 
because I'm just as broken, if not more broken than any of them. And so we need those prayers. When before I've heard me say before, before I was ordained, I went to an old Dominican priest for confession. And I told him I was being ordained the next day. And he said, are you ready for this? And I naively, I said, I think so. And he said, just remember tomorrow night at this time, your wanted poster will be in the post office of hell. I went, gee, thanks, Father. That's exactly what I needed to hear the night before ordination. But he's speaking the truth. We have to realize the targets that are on the backs of our priests. And if they're not ready and they don't have prayers and they're not praying themselves, we will fall. And this is why we need John Vianney. He's the one that can help. Now, <clears throat> this is power for the Father. God the Father gives all power to God the Son and all authority. And God the Son gives all power and all authority to the priest. That's how important the priesthood is. This is what it is. He passed on this authority. How do we know? Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven in heaven. Whose sins you retain are retained in heaven. This is amazing. This means heaven has to follow the priest. So when you go to the confessional, no matter how broken you are, if that priest gives you absolution and he says, God, the father of mercies through the death and resurrection of his son has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins through the ministry of the church. May God grant you pardon and peace. And I absolve you in the name of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Now that was not general absolution. You still have to go to confession. But when the priest says, I absolve you, you are guaranteed forgiveness or Jesus is a liar. And nobody's going to claim that. If the priest says, I absolve you, Jesus said in 16, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23, that heaven has to follow the priest whose sins you forgive are forgiven. So Jesus, who had ultimate authority on earth, the Protestants, dosed, oh, they chew me up and spit me out online all the time when I keep saying this. The priest has the power to forgive sins, not because it comes from him. The power comes from God, but it goes through the priest as his instrument. It's Christ in that confessional, but he gave that authority to the priest. And so when the priest says you're forgiven, there's no wondering, am I forgiven? Maybe I'm forgiven. I hope I'm forgiven. You are guaranteed forgiveness. This is why we need confession. And this is why John Vianney spent 16 hours a day. He worked 16 hours a day, man after my own heart. And he, a big chunk of that 11 to 12 hours of that a day was in the confessional. Now I don't do that. And, and, and so my days are also 16, 18 hours, but I don't spend 11, 12 hours a day in the confession. And after reading about John Vianney, I'm like, maybe that's what I should be doing. Thank God we have other priests here that can help bring the sacraments. And so don't take that lightly. Use that grace God gives. Get to confession. This is the power of what John Vianney brought to us. You know, this is such a beautiful gift. And people say, well, how do we know this, Father? Well, Jesus ordained the first priests. I had one guy write me, he says, there's no priesthood. Where do you think, where are you making this up? 
Go to the Last Supper. What did Jesus do at the Last Supper? He washed the feet of the apostles. People just think, oh, well, that's kind of a cute sidebar. The washing of the apostles' feet was critically important because Jesus, by washing the feet, is referencing um, uh, the book of Exodus, chapter 40, where this was done at the priestly ordinations of Aaron and his sons. This is what they did at the priestly ordinations. They washed their feet. So Jesus is washing the feet of the apostles to say, I'm ordaining you. These are the priests, and that has been handed down now to us through apostolic succession. Only the Catholic Church, and yes, the Orthodox, I know, but they're no longer under the papacy of Rome, but every, I've said it before, every time you think of apostolic succession, what does that mean? It means that when I was ordained a priest, Bishop Holly put his hands on, on me, and when he was ordained a priest, the bishop put hands on him, and when he was ordained a priest, the bishop put hands on him. Every single Catholic priest alive could be physically traced by laying of hands back to one of the 12 apostles and ultimately to Jesus himself. This is incredible. This is what we have in the priesthood, despite our stupidness, despite our neglect and our, our waywardness. It's the office of the priesthood that is divine. The human factor, yeah, we get in our own way. We put our foot in our mouth all the time and stupid stuff, but that's why we need prayers. And so this is what's going on. The priest has the same power now on earth as Christ did. Did you ever think about that? This is in persona Christi. That's what it means in the person of Christ. And this is why Christ has to be a man. This is not sexist. In fact, a cloistered nun calling is higher than a diocesan priest in the terms of way of life, but not confecting the Eucharist or something like that. That's, that's the high calling, but, but it's not sexist. It's because when that priest is at that altar, despite himself, he's in the person of Christ. Christ was a male. We can't change that. It doesn't mean there's not a place for the female. They have extremely important places, especially, as I said, the cloistered nun. And so this is very important. So this is, the, the priest is in the place of the God-man. And so the priest, like Christ, doesn't marry because he's married to the church. This is his spouse, his bride is the church. And he has many spiritual children right here. You, you watching, all of us here at the shrine. These are the spiritual children. You know, my mom, when I became, when I said I was going to become a priest, my mom cried for three days. She wanted grandchildren. Well, you got a ton of them, mom, right here. You got a million of them watching. You got tons of grandchildren. This is the grace. We can't serve two wives. We can't. And the priest's wife is the church. We get criticized for that in the Catholic faith. Blaming the fact that there's celibacy on the fact of, 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 of pedophilia. <laughs> Look at the numbers. Actually, 3% of the general population is pedophiles. Only 1%. That's way too many. It should be zero. But it's 1% of the Catholic priest population. That means the Catholic priest population is one-third of what the general population is. It's not celibacy. is not the problem. It's, 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 it's a homosexual problem, but it's another topic. I'll be giving a talk on that later. Now, John Vianney is the patron saint of parish priests. This is why we need him. Are you praying to him for priests? Are you? 
His heart transformed ours in France during the French Revolution, right after it, and a time when the church was in crisis. Sound familiar? This is why we need him. Did this, he did this mainly through, as I said, confessions and keeping the holy day of the Lord's Day, Sunday. Very important. In fact, the demon once said in an exorcism that 80,000 souls alone avoided hell because of John DNA. He was tough though. Today he would be cancel culture. He would definitely be wiped out today. But that's all the more reason we need him. If his prisoners didn't give up their looseness and way of life, he wouldn't give them absolution. In fact, even if they wouldn't stop dancing, he wouldn't give them absolution. <laughs> Talk about tough. So he spent, as I said here, many hours a day working. Up to 120,000 pilgrims every year came to see him, even though his homilies were always over an hour. <laughs> what do you think about that one? So if you think our homilies are a little long, and I know Father Kaz and I go a little long, but his homilies were all over an hour, and he still got 120,000 pilgrims to come to ours. So anyway, he drew a lot on the beauty of the church. We just got this letter the other day about why does the church horribly spend all of this money on the beauty of churches? when it should be given to the poor. That was the words of Judas. Why would we waste this important ointment on Jesus when we can give it to the poor? That's the words of Judas. The best needs to be given to God. The best, the most beautiful, the deepest, the richest, everything that we have the best of is to be given to God. Decorated churches, he used fine vessels, beautiful vestments. He wanted it to be appealing to the people but most of all, to give praise to God. He had a very big devotion to St. Philomena, and he erected a chapel to her in his shrine to honor her, like we have here on the, on the shrine grounds. We have a little chapel or a little love shrine to St. Philomena. And so this is beautiful. He later became very ill, but he recovered a miracle, and he said that that was from her intercession. Now, I want to read you a quote here because here's a quote that I love. He said, quote, this is John Vianney's own words. Grant me the conversion of my parish. Now, that's a priest. First of all, worrying about the conversion of his people. That's why we here at the Shrine are trying to do First Fridays with you, First Saturdays with you, chaplets, rosaries, masses, catechism classes. We want your salvation. We want your conversion. And praise be to God, we're hearing from so many of you that you're coming back to the faith. So he prayed, grant me the conversion of my parish. I am willing to suffer all my life, whatsoever it may be, even for a hundred years. Am I prepared to endure the sharpest pains? Only let my people be converted. Wow. That's a priest. That's a priest. So he was a true mediator between Jesus and the people. He brought them to Jesus. So this is why we need priests like this today. With everything rocking the church right now, let's pray to John DNA to help us. You know, Jesus loves his priests, but he's always calling them to do better. And you as the laity also call your priest to do better. Challenge your bishops, challenge your priests. 
do better. Feed us. We're hungry. This is why in our diocese here, we're seeing a group of people standing up and doing that. The bishop's listening. It's beautiful. And so he, the, the Lord is always calling the priest to repentance. Remember, the priest is human. The office is divine, not the person. He's going to be broken. Please help him work for him before you criticize and pray for him. Then if he has to be addressed, yes. But first pray for him. Talk to him privately first. See if that helps. Make him aware. Sometimes a priest isn't even aware of what he's doing wrong. And then everybody writes letters to the bishop. First talk to your priest. Give him that respect. Say, Father, do you realize you're doing this or you're not doing that? I mean, I'd be like, wow, I didn't. Thank you for bringing it up to me. I'll work on that. That's powerful. All right, so I've always said before, we've had some in the military, some bad generals. But I always told my dad, you didn't leave the military because we had some bad generals like General Custer or General MacArthur. You didn't leave the military for that. In the same way, we don't leave Jesus because of Judas. And this is important because Jesus never leaves us when we are Judas. So don't leave Jesus because of Judas because Jesus doesn't leave us when we're Judas. Important stuff. So another quote John Vianney said, Vianney said, about prayer. This is good. Private prayer. Think about, oh, Father, just we don't need a church. We, we pray at home. Private prayer is like straw scattered here and there. If you set it on fire, it makes a lot of little flames. <laughs> but gather this straw into one bundle and light it and you'll get a mighty flame raising like a column into the sky. Public prayer, especially the mass, is like that. That's what we have to understand. So we need real men like Christ. Meek, yes, not weak. Not effeminate. We need men. St. Joseph, quiet but strong. This is who we need, soldiers that are loving. Strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. So pray for these priests. So to finish, it may not look like it, but I truly believe there is a renewal of the priesthood going on right now. Our seminaries were filled with junk. They were importing junk. When I was in seminary, the junk was being imported from Columbia. It was garbage. Never saw these men in prayer one minute. Then it got busted. There was homosexual activity going on. God bless our rector. Got rid of them all. That's not the priesthood. The priesthood is dedication, willing to give your life for Christ and the sheep. And this is what it is. But I feel this is happening more and more. The men we're getting and we're seeing coming in, especially at the Marian Fathers, you can be proud to support what you are supporting. The men that we are getting in right now are wonderful. We have more seminarians today than we've ever had in the history of our congregation in the United States, despite everything that's going on right now. And these men are orthodox. But our community needs prayers too. Pray for our, our, our superiors, our leadership that these good men don't leave, but they stay and they join in this battle. The renewal of the priesthood will take place from two sources. And this is what I want to finish with. Adoration, the love of Jesus in the Eucharist. This is divine mercy. The rays, 
precious blood and Mary Immaculate. These are the two ways that we will have renewal of the priesthood. Divine mercy and Mary Immaculate. These are the two spiritual weapons of our times. You've heard me say this before. And these are two spiritual weapons and the charisms that encapsulate us Marian fathers. The reason I am a Marian is because the Marian fathers are the only community that I've ever found that their charism is so twightly and tightly entwined with divine mercy and Mary Immaculate. My gosh, we bear the name Mary Immaculate. We were the first men's community ever founded in Poland and the first community ever men's community to bear the name the Immaculate Conception. That's why I believe the Marians were chosen despite our brokenness and you were sent here by God to support this mission. Even if it's not financial, that's fine. By prayers, by being part of our Marian family. We bear the name Mary Immaculate, the first men's community ever. And we are devoted to divine mercy. We are the, been given the caretaker. We've been given the message from the church by God to be caretakers of divine mercy. Those are the two ways to renewal of the church, divine mercy and Mary Immaculate. And that's what the Marian fathers are. That's why you're here. And so for me, this is it. This is why our congregation is exploding with good vocations, but we have to do it right. This is a mission that you share in as Marian helpers. You are sharing in this mission by helping pray for us, and we pray for you. We give you those graces. We share with you our masses, our rosaries, our prayers, our penances. You know, Jesus said, and this is what Brother Mark always points out. Brother Mark always says this, that Jesus said that those who proclaim Christ's mercy, he will personally defend at the moment of their judgment. And he also says this about priests specifically. Jesus said priests who proclaim Christ's mercy will be given wondrous power to touch and heal souls, even the most hardened. That's the words of Jesus. Priests who proclaim my mercy will be given wondrous power to touch and heal souls, even the most hardened of hearts. Pray for your priests to be divine mercy priests. Brothers and sisters, we need priests to extol and proclaim the divine mercy of Jesus. This is the priest I want to be. Thank you for your prayers. And you are the flock, the Marian helpers, that we can't do it without you. So we pray for you daily. Every morning, I pray for all of you. And I know you're praying for me. I read it. And Father Kaz and all our Marian priests and brothers, Father Ken, Brother Ken, Brother Mark, all of our Marian priests and brothers, especially the wonderful people we have here today. So God bless you all on this very special day of this very important saint at a very important time in our history where the church is being rocked to her core. But remember, Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. We just don't want to have casualties in the process. Keep as many souls coming to Christ. And the answer is divine mercy and Mary Immaculate. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.